Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. Now that's the sound of a party starting. Welcome, ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known the world over as the internationally famous Smoking and Toasting. <laughs> Welcome to show number 258. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and uh, we're brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com, a great shirts for cigar aficionados. That's... that's that's not just a magazine. That's an, an aficionado is a is a person yes. that likes something, is really into something. So if you're one of those people about cigars, or maybe there's one of those people on your holiday list, you should definitely uh, try to uh, uh, see if you can't get them a gift there. It's, it's a pretty good, pretty good uh, idea for gift giving, and that season is rolling around. So MyCigarShirts.com, available on the web starting at 20 bucks. Uh, MyCigarShirts.com because... Cigars. Yes, sir. Uh, show number 258 today, Mountain Fork Beer is in the studio, all the way from Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Uh, to our uh, lovely little Houston studio here, and we love love to uh, introduce to you now Omar Vingar. Did I say it right? You, you know, close. It's Vingar. Vingar. Okay. I will Vingar. take anything other than vinegar because oh. <laughs> it looks a lot like it. So, you, so yeah, it's a V-I-E-N-G-A-R. Vingar. Correct. Vingar. So, yes, sir. So that would be, what ethnicity is that uh, name derived from? It's, it is actually Pakistani. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, my, so. my dad is from Karachi, Pakistan, and my Mom is Irish, so oh, well, it, was, it was an interesting mix, <laughs> and then out I came. I love that. That's 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 great. So, so welcome to the show. Uh, Broken Bow, Oklahoma, is close to Arkansas. Uh, close to Arkansas. So you're all the way yeah. over in the the left side of the state. Yeah, uh, on the right side wise, towards right? that. And so we have an interesting mix of sports fans. Um, um, Arkansas Razorbacks, right. but also OU fans as well too. Mm. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah so, yeah. so I guess this might be a good time to ask if he's aware of that Martin House beer. <laughs> oh, Oklahoma sucks. See, I'm from Texas. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So. And, and so I used to think Oklahoma sucked until they started writing my checks, and all of a sudden now they're fantastic <laughs> people. And I love rocks. them. Yeah, you know, so. of course. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll ask you obviously a lot about uh, the brewery, and yes. you brought uh, uh-huh. six different beers today. Six, and we're going to do this shotguns is, and all so six of them. It's going to be fun. Challenge accepted. Don't say that unless you mean it, because Ian is a, uh, I'm in. a shotgun champion over I'm here. In. So. Hey, oh, I got, I got a new Uber account. I'm good. That, that's right. Well, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are so glad to have you here today. We have a lot going on. In addition to the uh, beers we're going to be tasting from Mountain Fork uh, Brewing, Mountain Fork Brewing Company. Correct. That's yes, the sir. right way to say yes, it. Sir. Okay. Uh, so the Mountain Fork beers, of course. Omar is here. We'll talk yeah. beer with him. There's some very nice pint glasses he brought yeah. along, which is and they're cold too. And they're cold. We they were sitting that. in my cold my uh, my chiller just to get them nice and cold for the beer. Mm-hmm. Very good. Also, a lot of things on tap today. We'll be uh, doing our best to uh, to get to. Uh, new cigars to watch for. We'll tell you about a few that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also... Um, <laughs> I love these. You know how you know how I love lists, right? Yes. So yes. I've got a new list of eight new single malt scotches to try Ooh, right, right now. <laughs> yeah, we've noticed this trend that uh, yeah. when people are fighting for clicks yes. for articles on the internet, everybody seems to add the words "right now" to whatever right. it is. It's like uh, an exciting new breakthrough in chemical engineering. Right, right now, now. You know? exclamation point. Or, yeah. or we could simply change the name of that list to "We tried eight new Scotch whiskeys, and you won't believe what happened." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's the BuzzFeed. Do you ever notice that? That's the 
BuzzFeed right. headlines. They're all you won't believe what happened, or it's like uh, it's something like uh, people are. People are sharing memes on Twitter, and That's I am exactly dead, right. you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes. Uh, so right now, uh, we'll uh, tell you about some single malt scotches to try. Uh, we'll also, I've actually teased this story for like the last three weeks and haven't told you, but Tullamore Dew is uh, the, the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Is They've come up with a new variation on the bag of chips. On the bag of chips? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know what to it, say about that. It's a bag of whiskey. I and so I got to tell you about that. Yeah, I'm loving that in theory. I don't know what's it's, happening. It's a, it's a wonderful idea. So leave it's it, all that and a you, bag of whiskey? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all that yes. and a bag of whiskey. So leave it to yeah, the Irish, got it. basically. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know why. You can't have just one. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't you know, have of just course, one bottle. Uh, you know, of course, why God invented whiskey, right? No, tell me. To keep the Irish from ruling the world. It didn't take more than that. I promise you. So it's funny. Irish is just about the last ethnicity you can make jokes about now. <laughs> right. Just everything else is completely off the table. No, but, uh, that, that, but the that's Irish, true. yes, the Irish, they're jo- the Irish are always joking about themselves anyway. And I know I'm part Irish, so I can, yeah, I, can yeah. I can get there. So uh, also, we will bring you uh, today's uh, installment of what has become the single most popular segment on the show which is amazing if you think about the fact that you know we taste beers we mm-hmm. taste uh, uh, spirits we talk to you about cigars all people love there's so many people that love yeah, all yeah. of those things and yet our most popular segment has turned out to be drinking news this is a drinking news teaser music thank you uh today's uh, today's drinking news teaser headline is taking the slogan at face value that could be anything. Yep. Yeah, so anyway, we'll get to that uh, later on in the show. And I'm excited about tasting the beers. And, and uh, then, Ian, I'll tell you what else I'm excited about is Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night you is will going be there. to be amazing. Adam will be there. I will be there. And so will, you know, hundreds of other people uh, for the return of the Whiskey Social. Had to take a year oh, off for COVID. Yeah. And we all have our, our tickets. Our good friend Chris Hart and his uh, organization uh, puts this thing on. And it is the best spirits event any of us have have ever it's been to so it's it's fantastic and there'll be uh, a little cigar station set up outside wow. there'll be uh not only a whole lot of different whiskeys but there's always some rum and tequila as well and, and well, we already talked to Trenton just there. recently he's going to be there Trenton, yeah. Trenton will oh, be yeah. there from Oliva Cigars so mm-hmm. excited about that it's going to be it's always and it's always kind of like a it's almost like a, a yearly Sort of like high school reunion. You get to see all your buddies from the spirits and and, and cigar world again. So uh, so anyway, if you have not um, gotten your tickets and you can be in the greater Houston area next uh, next weekend, this coming weekend, uh, check them out. It's the Whiskey Social. You can Google them, and all that information will come up. And I tell you, it's worth the tickets are worth every penny. Oh, every, absolutely, every penny at every so, level of it too. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's a really good thing. So um, so uh, luck going on for me this week. Ian, uh, what about you? Did you have a chance to uh, to smoke anything interesting this week? I did. I actually made it over to uh, Casa de Monte Cristo this morning. Love that place. Grab myself. How uh, is our buddy Steve? Is he doing? Steve good? is doing great. He's, good, good. He's, you know, he's always there first thing. Yeah. I picked up a few sticks uh, randomly, but uh, one of the ones I picked up is brand new. Mm. Not that I usually pick up used sticks, right? But, but, but um, brand new is always it's always an ashtray. Well, it's you, well, that wasn't finished. To cut They're that part factory off. refurbished. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think, factory reconditioned. I think Cigars uh, International sells some uh, factory refurbished <laughs> smokes, don't they? Uh, no, I managed to uh, I managed to pick up something that just came out like 
I think within days ago, mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago, it was the Rocky Patel Disciple. Ooh. Have you heard about this? Is this the one that has, like, the cigar bands cover it from, like, the head to the foot of the Pretty cigar? Pretty much. Yeah, I got one of those for— And it's got for, the brass color I on it. I got one of those for Christmas. It's wow. still in my humidor. Oh, this just came out. Oh, so maybe. Oh no, this you're is right. This, brand is, new. this is not the one I'm thinking of. The yeah. disciple is brand new. I remember seeing uh, something about it. Yes. So this, uh, you know what? And I forgot to write down what the wrapper and everything is. So you guys can look that up on your own. I mm-hmm. believe it's uh, it's uh, Dominican, and then uh, I'm sure Bruce will have that info for us before your report is done. He's usually good about that. So uh, this was the robusto that I picked up, five by fifty. Uh, the appearance, dark chocolate uh, uh, wrapper, beautiful brass colored band, uh, long black footer with the brass at the tip of it and the uh, brass Rocky Patel logo right in the middle of it. And if you're watching great. one of the video feeds, you yeah, should be able to see that. Great presentation so, yep. on it. It looks mm-hmm. fantastic. The uh, pre-light sniff on this. Oh, sorry. Keeping going with the uh, appearance. The um, smooth, leathery wrapper, medium firmness overall. The pre-light sniff on this got uh, some barnyard hints of coffee and some chocolate. The pre-light draw on this. I use a clip. The draw was effortless. Uh, I got some fermented hay, leather, earth, a little bit of barley kind of uh, uh, flavor in there, and some white pepper. Barley was a strange one. Barley, I was like, what that's is that? interesting. I didn't know that. So it must have some Honduran tobacco. It was, in it it was interesting. Honduran so brings some some interestingly the, the, different uh, uh, flavors. Initial light on this tangy white pepper and leather. Uh, some unidentifiable sweetness kind of lurking around in there. Cedar finish and uh, retrohale on it. Mm. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. The first third of this sweet cedar bomb. It just turned into this. It's like cedar. All day long and sweetness underneath it was fantastic. Tangy leather, slightly fruity flavors underneath that. Mocha, dark fruit kind of play around the palate and medium strength. The retro hail was sweet and cedar with a touch of white pepper, solid ash, perfect burn. Mm. So what is the difference between a well-made one and a poorly made one? Do you get all the rumor all all the way through the stick, or, or is it like it just kind of stops halfway? Well, it's a couple of different things. The The first and biggest difference between well-made and poorly made is the way it smokes, the construction. Yeah, construction will, uh, it. If it burns reasonably straight and doesn't go out on you, if you're you know just smoking it reasonably uh, steady, uh, then that's probably a well-made cigar. If it burns really crooked, if it canoes a little bit, mm-hmm. Or if it comes apart like the Gurkha one that I reviewed that time, where it looked like in the photos it looked like the the exploding cigar. Remember from Popeye cartoons, <laughs> yeah, and Wimpy or, kind of, or yeah, Wiley Coyote yeah, yeah. would get the exploding cigar. It actually kind of looked like it. So that's a that's a poorly made okay. cigar. And as far as flavor, the better made it is, the better ingredients. Yeah, the better the tobacco, the yeah, just like just like the beer, more the interesting better, the yeah, flavors. The better the beer. So is that the difference between ingredients. a quote unquote craft? Cigar versus a macro-made one? Well, almost every cigar that we wind up talking about on this show is a uh, is a hand-rolled, okay, handmade wow. cigar. So that kind of puts it into the craft category because you can only if make so a, many. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some machine-made cigars. Some of them are not bad, but generally speaking, True. your best tobacco is going to go into yeah. the hand, hand-rolled cigars because the idea behind the machine-made's is to make a lot of them inexpensively, Real so cheaper. they're going to use yeah. And you can tobacco. usually buy machine made uh, uh, cigars at convenience stores. Oh, and, I see. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Although uh, I've had like I had some uh, grocery stores. I bought and, some machine made Fonseca Cubans when I was in Canada, 
and they were not bad, and they were you know a heck of a lot cheaper than the handmade Cubans that we were selling. <laughs> awesome. I bought one or two of those and yeah. a handful of the machines. So heads. moving to the second third of the cigar, white pepper became a little more present. Cedar and sweetness began to separate a little bit and become more identifiable. The sweetness kind of leaned towards a dark fruit. Um, or a lightly sweetened coffee kind of thing, and a lightly sweetened coffee sort of thing. Uh, leather and mocha showed up on the finish a little bit. The retrohale is very pleasant, cedar and sweetness. Uh, solid ash, uneven burn. Oh, so oh. second, third did not burn is, is nice. Though. No, it got a little bit of a run on it, just a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. Not too bad. I think I have a picture of it on there. Um, should be popping up here anytime. Uh, the last third of this, the burned even out perfectly. I didn't even touch it. You didn't it just, have to retouch it. It just did its See, thing. that's when you don't really mind. You yeah. Know? It, it, and it was only worth a note because I was actually surprised that I had a little bit of onion burn on a Rocky Patel. So, yeah. Um, so the last third of this, uh, the pepper moved a little forward, created a slight spiciness that kind of complemented the sweetness. Tangy leather on the uh, mm. lips kind of remains. It was a deep mocha note that kind of ramped up the, uh, the further this thing got to burning mm -hmm. my finger. Um, Solid Ash Perfect Burn. This was a $10.60 cigar. Rocky Patel does it again. I give him a five plus, five and a half. We'll nice. call it that. Nice. Now, uh, this is our uh, price to quality scale. It's a one to 10 scale. Okay. But the way it works is at five, you get exactly what you pay for. Okay. If it's below five, you probably paid a little too much for what sure. you got and if it's above five it's punching above its weight class and so. the more expensive a cigar is the Obviously. more difficult it is to get a rating higher than a five yeah if I you see. smoke a twenty dollar cigar it can be outstanding <laughs> it's twenty dollars it better be yeah, good that's exactly right yeah so so at ten bucks you you're basically saying at at a five and a half you wouldn't have been you wouldn't have been unhappy if that had been an eleven or twelve dollar cigar you'd have no, still fantastic. Felt, felt like you fantastic. got your uh, all the way felt through. like you got your uh, really enjoyed it twenty dollars i have five kids i don't know if i've ever <laughs> to go I, I have, but it doesn't happen often. I can tell you that. I There's have. this uh, shop. It's on Rayford Sawdust in the Spring area. It looks like a very shady gas station. Yeah. But you walk in, it's got this massive humidor. Yeah. Massive we go, humidor. We should go do a show there, Ian. Nice. <laughs> I mean, you just, I, I love you just don't idea. know what's there. And I walk in. A friend of mine actually owns a crappier shop, but he, but he also owns a, a cigar company, too. And he goes, oh, yeah, that shop. You sell lots of cigars at yeah. that shop. So it's, <laughs> That's awesome. It's kind of cool. Nice. That's awesome. Well, I had an interesting one this week. So you guys know, of course, if you've listened to the show at all, uh, that I am an absolute A.J. Fernandez fanboy. I love this guy's cigars. I feel like he can just about do no wrong. And uh, the New World Toro is what I am uh, going to talk about today. I think I have probably reviewed this before, but it, it certainly has been a while. And it is in, it's a cigar that's in my regular rotation. Uh, I've smoked it plenty of times before. But since there uh, was one of them in that nice little bundle of cigars that our listener Bruce Stark sent that was last nice. week, uh, he so generously uh, sent us some smokes. And I thought, you know what? This would be a good time to uh, to smoke this and reflect. You know, even though it's in my regular rotation, I'm probably not sitting stopping when I smoke and it, and stopping and really it, paying right, attention. Right. I'm just enjoying. So here we go. It's a six by five, uh, 55 ring gauge box pressed cigar, dark brown in color, uh, a subdued but very decorative uh, cigar band. It's mm. not flashy, but it's very nice. Um, it's a Nicaraguan puro, so it's uh, a wrapper, binder, and filler all from Nicaragua. Uh, Pre light sniff gave up notes of deep earth and rich tobacco. A little bit of tangy pepper on deep the draw. Earth. Yeah, I used a punch and lit it with my torch three words for you 
Nicaraguan pepper. <laughs> I really need to write that song, don't I? <laughs> you really do. Hey, you could break into it for you know maybe half the cigar reviews we do. <laughs> right. But this is very and this is a very real uh, Nicaraguan pepper blast. It did settle down, sort of. Uh, but I'm going to tell you that the pepper note stayed pretty consistent throughout the whole cigar. It uh, didn't smoke like a diesel, but it was it was pretty right, right. it was pretty powerful. Uh, notes of rich earth and black coffee were alongside the uh, pepper in the first third. A large volume of thick, very chewy smoke. If smoke can be chewy, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and then. A very thick, flaky ash on this. I tipped it about an inch of the way in because uh, I was pretty sure it was coming for me. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then, as I as I smoked a little further, I let I let the next uh, ash go a little longer, and it, it held on just fine. Ah. Now, when I'm when I'm just smoking like regularly, not trying to think about things for the show, I have a tendency to usually flick the ash preemptively because mm -hmm. I'm trying not to get everything. I'm wearing covered in, in ash when it comes tumbling uh, down onto my clothes. Uh, but when I do these, I do try to go a little longer and see how long the ash will go. And this one probably would have held on a bit longer than I than I allowed it to. But uh, anyway, um, well into the first third, I started getting a hint of molasses and brown sugar. Very subtle, but I did pick that up. Uh, not a lot of change in the second third. Still very earthy, coffee and pepper, hints of dark chocolate. Uh, the burn started out a little bit crooked in the first third, but corrected itself without mm -hmm. any touch-up and uh, was never a problem. AJ's cigars are generally very well constructed. This one was no exception. I think I may have mentioned pepper. Uh, plenty of it on the retro hail <laughs> as well. Uh, plenty of power, but it burned nice and cool. So it wasn't power because the cigar burned. I mean, it, it burned just mm -hmm. just with a perfect sort of coolness. It was very, very good. Not a bit of uh, noticeable harshness. Final third ramped up a little bit in strength from medium to uh, from medium full to I'd say totally full. Uh, pepper and spice continued. This was a very big but really, really enjoyable uh, smoke. I've talked about my fondness for the A.J. Fernandez Bella Artez mm -hmm. uh, cigar, uh, one that changes and evolves quite a bit as it smokes, kind of like you were describing with the Rocky mm -hmm. Patel. Right, right. Uh, the New World is not like that. Its uh, flavors stayed pretty consistent all the way into the last third, uh, even when the strength ramped up a little more. It, the flavors were still really consistent. Not a lot of change, more straightforward. But what was happening from the flavor standpoint was so good that you really didn't mind that it wasn't evolving right. as you smoked it. Uh, New World is a 7 to $8 cigar, depending ah. on where you buy it, um, and worth every penny. This is one of the cigars that kind of makes it tough for me to give a really good but a higher-priced stick uh, a rating of higher than a five because I think yeah. back to these cigars yeah. or like the Bella Artez yeah. at like seven eight dollars I think wow is it really better than that you know when I'm smoking smoking something else uh, anyway the new world kind of sets the bar for an eight dollar cigar it was great really paying attention to the flavors and taking it all in thank you Bruce Stark you are a gentleman and a scholar or a, you're a gentleman <laughs> uh, 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 but, but we we appreciate that was uh, that was a very 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 thoughtful gift. Okay, because um, Omar has brought along. Usually we take a break right here, but I want to do a little beer tasting first because Omar has brought along enough beers that we want to space them through the show here. Yeah, and we appreciate that. By Absolutely. the way, so where are we starting? And, and we'll find well, out more about the brewery in the next segment. But where are we starting to taste? We're gonna start as you would 
any beer, wine, whatever, from the lightest one first. Okay. And, and so we're going to start with the Mountain Fork Light. Okay. It's the so this is body light beer. Yeah. Light beer with light flavor stuff. is the yeah, idea. Light, <laughs> that's exactly right because a lot of macro light beers, they use corn <coughs> mm-hmm. syrup as well as uh, rice syrup. We mm-hmm. use actual ingredients like corn and rice. And, so and it's not a very, syrup. Right. And not syrup, right? Ah, okay. Our head brewer, Johan, actually is very passionate about the beer that he brews. And um, this does well for us. This is kind of a segue beer, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like my first cigar ever was at Downing Street and Market. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it was a Cuba Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It got me used to smoking. Right, right. You know it, what? You know, so and Kuba Kuba's just fine. Yeah. I, I enjoy those every yeah. once in a while. It's yeah, just, it's, yeah. yeah so uh, it kind of gets you starting drinking beer or smoking, but it, it's a great segue into craft beer itself. I love it. I love it. Now, do you uh, want some cups or do you want to pour into the, into uh, the pint let's glasses? Let's go ahead and pour into these pint. At, well, uh, oh, those cups. Yeah. Per- okay. yeah, yeah, because yep. we have a lot of different beers, and we'll end our we beer. Pop that, do that the, right there on the... Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. This we, is Mountain Fork Light. We call it MFB Light. There you go. Yeah, nice. you don't want to just throw away those yeah. sound effects. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, Here at uh, Smoking and Toasting, uh, when it comes to sound effects and, and special effects, we do spare every expense. <laughs> so, um, so you know, we appreciate your... You know, you say that, but every real. time we make the sound effect of a beer can opening, it costs us a mm-hmm. beer can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so a hot. really good point. You know, really good that's point. exactly right. So, there you uh, go. Very good. Do we all have one? Yes, we do. Now, this is MFB Light. MFB Light. Yeah. So is this, uh, it's 4.2. Yeah, it's 4.2, low ABV, not just because it's Oklahoma. Uh, that law was in effect for a number of years, and now we are free to brew a beer as high as we want to. Yeah, that when did they so change that? Good. I don't know. Because it, it was, was before just, I came on. It can't have been that long yeah. ago, because I know... Um, mm-hmm. My wife has uh, some family up there, and she she was looking for anywhere that served decent beer, and even yeah. even the macro brewers had to be tamped down. Right, right. Like well, it was weird. Well, so we have uh, it's the McDaniel brothers. Uh, Mark McDaniel owns Mountain Fork, but his brothers own Hochatown Distilling, and, and okay, and, oh, nice. And, and yeah. so we make um, Tennessee style whiskey, and mm-hmm. and as well as vodka. Nice. Mm-hmm. You yeah. send them our way too. Yes. This has a slight, uh, like there's a, um, there's a really nice, almost an apple kind yeah. of uh, smell going on on the uh, nose. On this. have you taken a sip of this yet? I haven't yet. All right, check it's it out. It's got a nice cidery mm-hmm. nose on it, but it's very light, full of flavor. And if it's, you like, if you're going to a party and you're afraid of uh, drinking something too crafty, but you want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. right? This does well. It's great for just outdoor. You can have more than I don't know three until this is good. When you when you first sip this, initially, it what you're struck by is that lighter body, the lighter taste, and then after you swallow that finish. Kind of comes back and says, "Oh, yeah. I'm drinking real beer." That's exactly. a little you know, sweetness this is not to it a that I really enjoy. Drink. You know, there are secret there are secret ingredients to our beer. It's malted barley, hops, water, and yeast. You know, you almost have great nut cereal right there. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's. I always thought that was interesting. Remember when uh, Bud Light started putting the ingredients on the uh, on the box? Yeah. Remember when they were making a big deal? You want to know what's in your beer? Well, it's the same thing that's in. It's everybody every else's beer. beer, except they left out whatever they left that, out rice. that yeah. floor, and they also left out whatever that floor 
polish. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, remember, there's no. I, I'm yeah. not making that up. There's there's something that's in their beer that is the same yes. uh, additive or so. What is it? Uh, I I can't even pronounce that. But it's <laughs> it's uh, it's basically the same stuff. You could put it in your Bud Light when you're brewing, or you can you know make some furniture polish. It's really it's really kind of up to you. But this is this is so clean and refreshing. Really easy, and to drink. yet yeah. you get this wonderful. Yeah. Um, Wonderful flavor on on the on the finish. I'm, I'm it's very light and easy to drink. Yeah. What do you think, Ian? I almost always steer clear of any beer that has the word light on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I say almost always. I, I pretty much always steer clear of any beer that has the word light. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. But this is but this, this is, is this is this is really really good. It does have like you mentioned a cidery kind yeah. of nose yeah. to it. It has a little bit of a cidery aftertaste to it. To it, I yeah. really enjoy it. It's got it's it's a sweet. Uh, sweet, delicious aftertaste. It's not trying to kill me with no. hops like a lot of mm-hmm. beers oh, that are trying to be that lighter that are. They, <laughs> and I'll be looking forward they, to they, it. They, yeah. they, they try to beat you up with the hops at the end and yeah. say, oh, mm-hmm. well, see, now you don't notice that you didn't have any flavor in the front end of this. <laughs> yes. So um, this this actually has this really nice uh, sweetness all the way through it. I really yeah. enjoy this. I'm it's a good beer. It. All right. Okay, so we got to take a break, and we will come back. When we In our next segment, we'll taste a couple of beers. Mm-hmm. We'll find out a little bit more about Mountain Fork, when sure. you guys started, what the— uh, um, you know what? Uh, you mentioned your your head brewer, Johan. Yes. Who I'm guessing is neither Pakistani nor Irish. No, he's <laughs> he's from uh, Texoma, actually. No, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you gotta love it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Smoking and toasting, show number two hundred and fifty-eight. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Awesome. Thanks. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. This program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, we are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts on the web for cigar uh, fans. Uh, check it out at MyCigarShirts.com because... Cigars. Cigars, cigars. yeah. Uh, guys, you may want to put in uh, a pre-order for the upcoming new uh, Samuel Adams Boston Beer Company beer because it is going to be... Here comes the bad joke. but I'm ching out of this world. It is called Spacecraft. It uh, is okay. a, a West Coast style IPA and uh, the thing that is uh, about it that's interesting is it was brewed from 66 pounds of hops that traveled over 300 miles above the earth last month along with inspiration for the first all civilian crew to go to space. So they took along these hops and then brought them back to Boston Beer and uh, now they're brewing they're brewing this beer uh, that is going to be released with hops that have been space to space. Hops. Space hops, yeah, it's a thing. You know, imagine, imagine <laughs> all of the, uh, uh, imagine all the great animated shows you can make with you know themed around space hops. That'd be, that'd be space <laughs> hops. That'd be, that'd be kind of funny. Don't I'm even know what to say. Kind of surprised they didn't serve that in the bar on Ten Forward in Star Trek. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, this this beer is good, Captain. It's made with space hops. That's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, something to. Uh, something to look uh, for. I'm guessing, by the way, not going to be an inexpensive beer. Oh, probably not. <laughs> I, I think they have one called uh, Utopia. Oh, Utopia, yeah. yeah. Which is oh, yeah, several that, hundred dollars. I was going to say, it's one of yeah. the more expensive beers, like, 
in the world, isn't it? Yes, I had to buy it because it's several hundred dollars yeah. for a beer. And I have a hard time. <laughs> so I've got a friend of mine that's brought a few around to try, and we found that uh, it's it's a nice beer. It stores well, but after about four years. It basically just turns into soy sauce. Well, and that happens with a lot of beers. That's that many beers, you know, though. Yeah, uh, There's this big misconception. Uh, people will buy a beer, and they'll put it in their fridge and forget about it. So I'm going to age this for a couple of years. Some beers mellow out okay, but other beers, like when a brewery puts a beer in a cask, right, mm-hmm. for a couple of years, they've done the aging for you. Right. It's already <laughs> happened. You're right. They want you to drink it as soon as you buy it. That, that's, that's a good point. Ian, you've got a few that you've been holding on to for a little too long, don't you? Uh-uh. No? I drank them. <laughs> okay. So I good had, I had some, and much like what he said, I had a, a refrigerator full of beers that were, I mean, some of them were, you know, seven, ten years old almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just you know I was like you know what I'm hanging on to these too long so I just drank them all. So <laughs> there you go. Just yeah. Finally now, mowed through. Do, yeah. I do have a couple of the uh, 120 minute IPAs, a 2019 and a 2020. I think those are okay to age yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Now, yeah. didn't you do though on on a show where I was out? Didn't you bring on a buddy from your uh, oh, drinking yes, club and taste yes. a whole bunch of beers that may or may not have been passed? Some their of those prime? Uh, <laughs> we had, uh, including a, a number one. Um, uh, Bishop's Barrel and oh, number one uh, Divine Reserve, yeah, yeah, and a few uh, like, we like had number some one really meaning from way with, back at the yeah, beginning, yeah, like of literally those. Divine yeah. Reserve one. You got some OGs wow. in there, huh? Yeah, but and you... it was funny because a few of them actually held up. Some of them not so some much, of... but a few of them held up. <laughs> but you didn't die. But I don't think we tried a single beer on that show that was less than like six or seven years yeah. old. <laughs> well, and there was even a show what about two three months ago that I brought in. Uh, an imperial stout, and it was just one I just had too yeah. long. Remember, uh-huh. we, and I, I don't remember who our guest was, but I remember they said this kind of tastes like soy sauce. And, and they weren't like yeah. a beer person, but yeah. they sure. but they nailed it. And you 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 sipped yours, and you were like, "Yep, you're right." Cru- <laughs> this is Cruises past held its on to prime. Them, held on to this for too long. Um, so Mountain Fork Brewery, yes. Broken Bow, Oklahoma, yep. which is near uh, the Arkansas uh, border, right? Yeah, there's a small town also right next to it called Hochatown. It's, it's an unincorporated town, a lot like the Woodlands, you know, uh, right. township. And so, um, so you can Google us at Hocha Town or Broken Bow, and it's uh, essentially the same city right next to each other. We were founded in 2015. We started off in a really small brewery, uh, f- uh, started by Mark McDaniel, who just liked beer. You know, so uh, 2015 is fairly early in fairly young, the craft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- I mean, yeah, yeah. so many of the breweries that we talk about today uh, were started within the last three, yeah. four, five years. That's exactly right. I've been in this industry. I have a degree from U of H um, in beverage management. And, and so I've been selling beverages of all kinds. I've been in craft beer for about 10 years. Okay. And uh, so I've seen it grow in the Houston area from three breweries to well over a hundred. Oh yeah, yeah there's yeah. so many breweries yeah, now, so. and new ones, uh, new ones opening all the time. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, seemed like it. There was a slight pause during COVID, and then yeah, yeah. boom, here they came again. And then know, COVID so. happened, and there's an old joke in the beverage industry: if you want to make a small fortune, a small fortune in the craft beer industry, start with a big one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> that's you, good. I like it. Start with the large portion. <laughs> I, I like it. Well, um, uh, what else? Uh, what else do we want to taste here? And I'll well, ask you a few more. A uh, few more questions. Yeah. So about this is Mountain three Fork. 
Rivers uh, Blonde Ale. This is one of our other flagship beers. Texas is known for a lot of different styles, but Blonde Ales is a huge one. And we've sure. been in Texas for a little less than a year now, and then that's when you hired me. Um, I really like this beer. It's unlike some of its other counterparts that are brewed in Texas. This is not too bready. This is essentially the same ABV as the light 4.5. Really light and easy to drink. Okay. We actually sponsored a NASCAR truck a couple of months ago, and then we served the light and the blonde around the um, track itself, and it really did well. Mm, that's great. I love it. Um, the Was this one of the first beers that you brewed? What was what was your first beer? The first beer that we actually brewed, um, I do believe it was a three. It was blonde, but I could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here you go. This is the blonde. Thank you. Rock. And well, it's changed hands. We have a new brewer now than we did when whenever we first started and i've only been with this company for about six months okay and and so when you say new brewer you're talking about new like master new brewer, brewer. Yeah. yeah yeah new master brewer that, yeah. that sets all the recipes and he's and, come and in and revamped it he brewed for constellation which is a really mm-hmm. big yeah, yeah. beverage mm-hmm. producer so he understands the science behind it because brewing beer making scotch bourbon it's a science project mm-hmm. right and um and so he does this very very well and he's very impassionate about um the beverage that he puts out if it's not good from the brewery he won't send it out that's awesome it really is because you know it, it once you may only get one try yeah you send out a bad batch of beer with and a potential you know. customer yeah. yeah you know you know what i mean like if i'm already a fan I'll go, yeah, that one wasn't as good, but I still yeah. like blah, blah. But if I'm trying you for the first time yep. and it isn't excellent, it's it's going to be tough because there's so much else to try out there. It's going to be tough to get me what, back. And the uh, cigar uh, community, you may try the same stick because you know it. And, and, if, and if it's slide off, you'll let them know. Hopefully mm-hmm. you will. I don't know if you will yeah, or not. Yeah. But there's something off about this stick. Beer's not. Now, this beer has a bit more hops than its mm-hmm. counterpart, the light, because everything that we're going to try now is much heavier than in the light because the purpose of each beer um, is to serve the purpose of what its style is. And so the blonde, Texas, this style has a bit of hops in the finish, a little bit of breadiness, but it's super easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Still. I was just about to say, the flavors are full, but the drinkability, the crushability is is really every bit as good as the light. Yeah. I'm really enjoying the uh, the sweetness in the beer. So I, I tend to like beers that have a little more sweet rather than just straight yeah. up bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up hops. And as weird as that may sound, I love ESBs. Right. Yeah. But which is straight up bitter. But there's a place for them because if you like an ESB, when you get the ESB, you know exactly what you're going in for. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know there's times that I love hops, but I started drinking craft beer by drinking Abbeys. Okay. By, right, right, yeah. by drinking European beers. I love mm-hmm. sweet beers. And and so that helped me align myself to the rest of the styles that are out there. Well, this one is very crisp. It really yeah. it really kind of leaves that crispness on your on your tongue and on the palate yeah. and and yet is still drinkable. And this is uh, this definitely beer definitely has what I like to call the Doritos effect, which is uh, <laughs> more please. You yes. Know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> because something about uh, at least the rumor is that Doritos are specifically formulated to make you want the next one. Yeah, there's there's something scientific. and your yeah. pants expand as you keep eating the bag. Oh, you know, too. so yeah, there's that too. You know, and and that's a, another thing about the beers that we brew is the owners' passion about making beer styles. Now, there's other breweries out there like Martin House 
great sours, and they'll put weird Cheeto stuff in their brew. They'll do all kinds of bizarre <laughs> you know, stuff, yeah. You know, but they are true to their brand, just like we are true to ours. We're, mm-hmm. we're not going to have pastry styles. We're not going to have any of those things. Mm-hmm. We do have a bourbon age um, stout called Pappy Bucksnort. But that we use our I love own, the name. <laughs> and so but that's relegated to Oklahoma. Like there's, we have 21 beers that we brew. Nine of them are in Texas, and okay. okay. And then so there's some that we just keep in our tap room. Yeah, and I think most breweries now well, yeah. are, we're doing yeah, that. There'll be special things that if you go to the tap and you room, you brew in small batches, yeah. and yeah. people come in and they're having different things. That's that's one of the re- you know we talked about that recently too. Is at the at the brewery, you know, if a brewery has small batch things in your and you know that about the brewery, then you end up going to the brewery. That's exactly right for those different yeah. things. What do they have on tap now? What's going yeah. on now? You know, I think that's a that's a fun part of having a brewery. So, yeah, because Mountain Fork in Oklahoma, and that's one of the things that people said. I think you're lying to me about where you're going to work. There's no mountains in Oklahoma, <laughs> and I and I thought, you know, they're kind of right. I, I should go visit this place. And there are mountains there. It's not Colorado mountains, but <laughs> right, right. but I mean, like, there's a beautiful dam. There's luxury cabins there's there's uh, a few wineries up there there's uh, distilleries i mean it really is a fun place to go and from the spring area where i currently live it's like six hours away well uh, i'm so, looking at the yeah. at the illustration on the can the mountain fork logo if you will yeah and those aren't gigantically tall mountains no they're gentle smaller mountains gentle smaller mountains yes with <laughs> <laughs> a gentle smaller brewery company no, but, um, but a badass yeah. eagle flying uh, over the uh, top of and it. can you sure see the hidden around. logo Within the logo? Okay, let me see if I can. Hidden logo within the logo. Uh, I guess I don't know where to look. Is it, Oh, is it? Is that's that Sas- Bigfoot. Is that Sasquatch right that there? That is Bigfoot. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so we have um, Bigfoot as our unofficial official mascot. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, and so we have a Netflix documentary uh, special being f- uh, filmed right now at the brewery itself because we have bigfoot conventions held by other folks and do not tell them that it's not real because they'll lose your mind (laughs) but let me ask you a question though isn't isn't bigfoot supposedly you know from much further north like pacific northwest that's his cousin called the yeti you know okay you know so they don't have a lot of uh conventions because it's too hard to get their COVID and all but no, the Bigfoot is ours in Oklahoma. Okay, so that's an Oklahoma thing. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, and, and you are absolutely right. Don't tell any of those people yes. that he doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. It's, well, much like the ghosts, I have no uh, fear of Bigfoot or ghosts, as I've never been bitten by either one. Right, and, and that's a good thing. That's and a very I, good I prefer thing. to live that way. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I, I like it. So that's great. Bigfoot on the can and, yeah. uh, and the eagle flying over. I like it. That's right. Um, you mentioned that you uh, had brought in a new um, um, master brewer, master brewer uh, yeah. a little... Mm-hmm. Uh, how long ago was that? He's been there longer than I have, a f- at least a few years. How yeah. how. How difficult a position is that to fill? I, you know, I, I think if I were the head brewer, it's it's the same with me. I am their first uh, director of sales and marketing. Uh, my counterpart, Greg McGee's in Dallas, coming in, taking all the experience that I learned. I worked for uh, Southern Star for almost nine years. Mm-hmm. You know, so taking all that experience and hopefully blessing the company that I'm with. And so you take what you have and front of you you take what's great about it and stuff that's not so great you tweak it and i'm sure that's the approach that he took because he is very careful about the water um purities and the makeup of just every part of the beer including the hops and the Mm -hmm. malted barley and i i'm sure knowing 
Johan, he came in and tried everything systematically and said, I like this, I don't like this, and he started tweaking. Yeah. You know, and... I uh, would think, though, that that's not... That's not just a uh, uh, yeah. a position you could post on jobs.com or something and, no, and, and find you, yourself the right the right person. You just know? go to brewbound.com and there's job postings everywhere. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, you have to have the right person who fits in your culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a big part of what today's workforce is. Does this person fit the culture? Right. No, it's 100% right. 100% right. Now, you mentioned uh, that you spent time with uh, with Southern Star? I, yes, sir. Uh, so not to not to spend this no, time yeah. talking about uh-huh. your former employer. I would, sure. I would just but like to do, thank Southern Star for um, Buried Hatchet. Well, that's exactly <laughs> Buried Hatchet style. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, that's yeah. that's just, I mean, that's... Outstanding. It, it's, just, it's almost like a, a high water mark. Well, it's kind the, of a nod, nod to my cat because everything I know down to be as successful as a person in this industry is... To Dave Fusion, who owns the company, yeah, it's a personal, yeah, that's awesome friend of mine, and so it's no hard feelings at all. They make great beer, they really do. And um, just having the opportunity to make my own mark has been fun too. All you right. know, let's uh, let's try another yeah. one. What's next? Um, the next one in our lineup is going to be Hochuizen, and so this is our Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. It's an unfiltered Hefe. But this the is Hochu, our, that's a Ho- Hochitown. Uh, Hochitown, which yeah. is your uh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So we have a, a very large. Native American population. There's the pop you like to hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. That was awesome. Yeah. Okay. And I make sure I'm not oh, here. I can separate those. So this is your Hefeweizen. Yeah, and this does well in, in, in stores. Texas loves Hefeys. And you have to be careful because the the granddaddy of all Hefeys in Texas, obviously, is Live Oak. Right? Man, mm-hmm. that is the best, best mm-hmm. Hefeweizen that I even know of. And so this one is well, my... Th- one of my favorite beers, and that's a tricky thing to ask anyone who works well, at a you, brewery, is um, you. what's your favorite beer? Yeah. And my response is to the one I'm currently drinking. Oh, see, that's that's like when they ask Tom Brady what his favorite Super Bowl ring is, and he always <laughs> says, the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes. it's, it's kind, of, kind of the same sort of answer. Um, so the Hefeweizen, yeah, I, this is, I was... I sense much sort of banana in this introduced one. to Hefeweizens when I lived up in uh, the Boston area yeah. because Harpoon has a great yes, Hefeweizen. They have great beer. And yeah. This one is banana, bubblegum, and a little bit of clove. Hefeweizens, I feel, when I'm doing my tastings out in public, they either like them or they don't, or you know, it's maybe not a, a preferred style, but this is a great Food beer. This it's is a, it's a, really balanced. Yeah, too, yeah. and it's only four and a half percent alcohol. They can have a little too much funk to them. Yes, this, this one, does, one not. does not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. really I, easy I to drink. I agree. Sometimes it's got almost like a, yeah, <laughs> sort of a taste that it leaves in your mouth. This one doesn't. You really get to concentrate on the banana, and you said bubble gum. I yeah. mean, it's, it's seriously there. there. Yeah, it's seriously it's there. there. But, but in like, a good way. Like a classic, like out of the out of the the baseball cards. bubble gum. Yeah, you know, and um, I used to sell wine, and some of the descriptors that you guys said in cigars is not different. You know, it's right. like, oh, this red wine's got shoe leather and manure or whatever. <laughs> right. and, and then to you, it's like, why would you ever give something that type of a, a descriptor? <laughs> but you said it yourself. Like, you know, when you were uh, describing the first steak you had uh, today, some of the things they like pepper. Would yeah. you really get pepper out of that? It's like, well, yeah, oh, it, yeah. it's 
it's not that they're dipping the thing in pepper. It's just the spicy notes that you get from the right. tobacco itself. Exactly, and what it leaves, the impression that it leaves on your tongue. And on That's your exactly palate. right. So, yeah. So yeah, we we often talk about beers, especially farmhouse ales and saisons, and and, yeah. and, and and some sours as having a distinct funk. Well, yeah, but that's funk the, isn't always a bad thing. That's the Brett, right? I, you right. know, so but the, I don't really want a lot of funk in my Hefeweizen. No, because uh, this wanna, is a nice you banana. Taste almost like clean. a coriander kind of aftertaste yeah. thing going on too. Yeah, and that's the great thing just about just a kiss yeah. of it. Mm. Really easy to drink, and and so this does well. We serve this at Heights Beer Garden quite often, and it does well there too. Uh, I oh, bet. Nice. What's the ABV on this one? Four and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'll, so. Now we'll get into the um, higher ones here uh, um, in a minute, but our next one is our Timber Creek Amber. This one is special to me <laughs> because I have currently sold several cases of this to most HEBs in the city of uh, Houston. So right now we're on sale um, at at HEBs and Kroger's right now. So you mentioned HEB. That was yeah. actually how we connected with you guys to get you on the show because yeah. you were doing a tasting at an HEB, and my yes. wife was there who also books the guests for the show. She was there buying me beers and uh, and talked to uh, the gentleman who was doing the tasting and, and set up for you guys to come in and and, uh, and let us do a, a big tasting was, here on the show. So And that was me. And, and i got to tell you that that's such a huge part of this is that with the competition that's in craft beer and beverages in general, you have to do tasting. You really do, don't yeah. you? Uh, you I'm to. sure it has a direct impact on well, you, on sales. Here, okay, so here's here's the thing about tastings. Okay, when you walk up to somebody who is handing out tastings and you are a representative yeah. from the company, yeah, that makes a huge difference. One of the things that truly annoys me is when they just hire somebody, yeah, a spokesmodel uh, <laughs> that knows nothing about the beer because you yeah. ask a question, they're like, "Well, I don't know." Or they give you yeah. obviously wrong answers, you know? Yeah. Like, like the, which one is more malty? Oh, this IPA? <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, and that's why what I do, because I'm like Santa Claus. I can't be in more than one place. So I've got helpers, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, we call them brand ambassadors or, or the preach to good news of craft beer. Mm-hmm. But I train them. And the first question I ask is, do you like craft beer? Do you love craft beer? What brands do you drink? Mm-hmm. Because typically, if they can talk passionately, even if it's Shiner Bach, if they can talk passionately about Shiner Bach, I can mm-hmm. teach them how to no, that's right. sample our beers, and you, you got to have a passion about it. Uh, this is delicious, by yeah. the way. That's this quite is, good. This is my favorite that we've had so far. It's just absolutely uh, full flavored yeah. on the tongue, and it does not have. And you know, we mentioned this with blondes. Sometimes it's really present with ambers too. It that that sort of dry, little bit of funky. Yeah, I got a bitterness on the end. This has none of that. I gotta yeah. say on this, you're straddling the line between, uh, uh, like this is you're calling this an amber. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is like. Just a little bit left of this, and you could almost have an ESB or a red ale. Right. Yeah, and this does well for it's just us. Just a yeah. hair over, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I purposely created a, a project around this in stores because we're moving into the beer world, multi-year seasons, Christmas, Thanksgivings. We have a stout coming out next week, and we also have an old English ale coming out, too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so called the crumpet. And so we're moving in that uh, direction. And mm-hmm. since we're so Will those be available? Houston, yes. Oh, yeah. awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm going to yeah. look for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. so we have the MFB 9.0. Uh, TABC called us and said, what does the MFB stand for? 
<laughs> Mountain Fork Brewery, man. I'm not sure what you're thinking about, but it's, uh, no, it's no. a 9% stout. So it does make you wonder if, uh, if our friends at St. Arnold got a call when they released the Raspberry AF. <laughs> right. right? If, if uh, you know. They could. They, they may could have, have. They may have yeah, had to field yeah, uh, yeah. a call about that. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's take a break. We will be back. We are uh, enjoying these. This is. This has been really good so far because you've you've kind of ramped each one up perfectly. Uh, but I will say the amber is my favorite so far. This I is just it. a delicious beer, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. We'll be back. It's smoking and toasting, and uh, we're here on show number two hundred and fifty-eight, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. It is smoking and toasting. Show number 258. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Available on the web at MyCigarShirts.com because... Cigars. Yes, sir. Uh, Liquor.com, one of our favorite websites, has a, uh, a wonderful uh, new list, and I'm always uh, thrilled anytime we get a new list. Uh, this list is eight new Single malt scotches oh, wow. for you to try right now. Right now. Right now, yeah. They, they definitely go for the... Uh, so here comes eight. Uh, they start out with... And, Ian, if you wanted to think about this for a gift for me for Christmas this year, you know, I, I would not in any way be disappointed. I did okay last year, right? You did great last year. Yeah, you it's, really did. It's $10,000, isn't it? No, it's not quite that bad. <laughs> uh, no, I will say, though, Ian, Ian totally scored on my Christmas gift last year. He got me the bottle of uh, Angel's Envy uh, oh. rye that was, uh, that was inscribed with my name on the bottle. It was really yeah. nice. Really nice. It was just... Uh, and where did you got that at the distillery, at the right? At the distillery, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a special one. So that you you've set a fairly high bar, I guess. Oh, it only I'm, goes downhill now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like within three Christmases, you're getting three sticks of bubble gum. Okay. You're getting crowned this but year. So. <laughs> I, I guess I guess I shouldn't uh, count on the Ardbeg 19 year old Trey Bond then, uh, which is uh, you know it's it's 300. It's that not might like, be peaty for you. Yeah, it might be, but I, I bet I would like it. <laughs> I bet I would like it. I've been I've been uh, you know taking steps down the Petey Trail. I'm, I'm Are you better. sucking on Pete Moss out in the yeah, yard or something? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I grew up when I grew up. My dad uh, owned a greenhouse business for a while. I, I'm very familiar with Pete Moss. I'm, Pete, Pete conditioning. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I tell you what, Ian, you can get me the uh, the second um, uh, single malt on this, the Jura 12 year. It's only 50 bucks. Ah, yeah. See, see, so that's uh, uh, it's which in, is delicious. We had when we had them on the show. Yes, they, mm. it is a an intense and vibrant addition to the Jura line. And it is matured in ex-bourbon barrels and finished in Oloroso sherry casks. So oh, nice. these are all good oh. things, right? These are all good things. Uh, there's the Highland Park cask strength release, number two, which is uh, retailing for $90. It's the follow-up to their cask strength mm -hmm. number one, which makes sense, I guess. Um, but uh, that came out last year. Uh, this, one is, uh, this one is here this year, and it's from Highland Park Distillery. And represents, the producers say, single malt in its purest form. I don't know what that means, but it sounds okay. like it sounds like a good advertising line, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Uh, if you don't want to get me the uh, uh, the, the Jura, the, yeah, the Jura, you can always go with the, the Lafroy ten year old sherry finish. It's oh. ninety. 
90. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's a new expression combining the super smoky uh, Lafroig with the sweet aromatics derived from 12 to months of that maturity be, in an Oloroso sherry cask. That should be cask. really interesting. Uh, that does I'm sound interesting, doesn't it? By that. They also bottled it at cast strength, so it's 48%. Uh, nice. Yeah, so something to look for. I have actually a couple of uh, cast strength Lafroigs that are. Do you really? Yeah, that are quite good. We've mm-hmm. had we've had a couple of them on the show. That's right, we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while since we did a peated Yeah, I have the, uh, the small cast. And then I have the uh, Corgis, and then I have. Um, I can't remember what the third one is. I is have to Lefroy, look at my PD shelf. Is Lefroy your go-to for PD Scotch, or do you? <sighs> I do love Lefroy. Ardbeg. Ardbeg is good. Ardbeg is a little more Obon? single-dimensional, mm-hmm. in a good way. I mean, I say single-dimensional. You were mentioning earlier yeah. about you know like all the. The, you know, it's like all the different things. Yeah, sometimes when you want a steak, you don't need it to be multi-dimensional steak, right? <laughs> right. So Ardbeg is very much like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? What about uh, Oban? Oban's quite good. I think I have one bottle of Oban on my shelf. Okay. All right. Well, so you, so you actually have a fairly large position. On I have the a peated scotch. I have a peated scotch section. Yes, I love it. I love <laughs> it. Um, uh, coming in at one hundred and thirty dollars is the Port Charlotte. PAC colon 01, the PAC 01 of the 2011. Um, it is from uh, Brooklotic, and so it's a very interesting um, scotch made from two parcels of hev- heavily peated single malt distilled in 2011. The first one was aged for six years in ex-American whiskey casks, followed by about two years in red wine casks from France's Bordeaux region. Mm. Uh, and then the second parcel was aged for seven years in ex-American whiskey casks and then spent the remainder of its life in French red wine casks. Wow. And the bottling is described as being aged for eight years. So this is, this is they've, they've definitely pulled some interesting uh, sounds tricks Sounds like here. they've yeah. got yeah, a lot of things going on mm-hmm. in there. It sounds like it's out of my budget already. Right. <laughs> All right, Ian, I understand I've thrown some, some big stuff at you here, and I, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't really expect you to give me any of that for Christmas. What I do hope you will consider, however, <laughs> is the Talisker Expedition Oak 43-year-old. It's only 4,000. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, but it's uh, the oldest Talisker bottle- bottling to date, finished in cask made with staves that crossed the Atlantic from La Gomera, Spain, to the island of Antigua over the course of 24 days. All that's important, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> upon completion of the crossing, the staves were very carefully returned to Scotland to complete the final maturation of this particular bottling. Every bottle purchase will be accompanied by a piece of one of the actual staves. All right. You get a piece of one of the staves uh, with it. Uh, bottled at 49.7. There are only 1,830 bottles of this rare whiskey uh, that came out this year. And uh, so in honor of the founding year of Talisker, they have... Uh, they have made sure that those bottles will last by pricing them at four thousand right, dollars a piece. Right. So, <laughs> so I suppose they'll last. Who knows? Um, the Torah bag Alt Glean is sixty-two dollars. Um, it's the first whiskey distillery to be built in the Isle of Skye in one hundred and ninety years. All right. I don't, I don't it's know a new that one. one. I haven't had that one. Yes, yeah, the new kids on the block. <laughs> and then there's the X by Glen Morangy. Uh, $34. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, developed uh, specifically as an approachable scotch meant for mixing, intended to lure new whiskey drinkers. It's a sweeter style single malt, and it came out in June. I'll tell you something year. about Glen Morangy. Mm-hmm. Their uh, scotch and their pricing are pretty unbelievable. They, they really are. I mean, if you think about some of the amazing uh, scotches we've tried that 
if you, if they just poured it for you and you taste it, you're like, oh, I'm sure this is a hundred and fifty dollar yeah. bottle, and the, then you find out it's eighty. The Glam wow. Orange yeah. La Santa, I was easily paying sixty five dollars, not batting an eye for mm-hmm. it. You can go get it at Specs right now; it's forty five or forty six dollars. Yeah. Wow, really? And, and it's amazing. And it's that is a wonderful, it is wonderful one hundred percent. It truly if, is. If you're not a scotch drinker and you want to blow people away with a badass scotch, mm-hmm. you don't even have to break the bank for that one. I it's love it. Great. I love it. Uh, we are not tasting a scotch today, but we are tasting well, a rum. Now I want rum. to. Yeah, oh, I know. That's, <laughs> that's one of the things. We always, we always seem to do that. If we've got a big story about uh, about uh, uh, rum, our taster is almost always a tequila. Have pancakes? So <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're gonna you're gonna find that. So. Going back to the very early days of this program, yeah, one of the first uh, rums that we ever did a tasting on on the show was a Papa's Pilar, and Papa's Pilar is a pretty—they're very Hemingway ex- inspired with all of the stuff that they do, and Papa's Pilar is—they um, don't have a lot of expressions, but this is their twenty-four. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get this wrong, so let me look at my notes so I don't uh, so I don't mess this up. The one that we are trying here today is the Papas Pilar 24 Dark Rum. So it says a little bit on the bottle, uh, Ian, about what the 24 is. It's 24 Solera. So they've they've tried, I think, 24 different uh, different things. It's a blended. It rum. says 24 Solera Profile Dark Rum, and then. Uh, sources really Dominican good. Republic, mm-hmm. Florida, Venezuela, uh, Panama, Bar- right, so it Barbados. Right, comes from everywhere. Distillation, pot and column still, blending Solera, blended in bourbon barrels, port, wine cask, and Spanish Wow, that's actually really good. They've, they've, they've just thrown everything into this. Papa's you know? Pilar Rum was uh, inspired by Ernest Hemingway's passion for adventure and a good drink at the end of the day. Crossing the Caribbean in his yacht, the Pilar, Papa's uh, restless spirit and seafaring exploits inspired us to re- uh, rediscover the finest rums from his favorite ports of call. In true Hemingway spirit, the Hemingway family donates a portion of their province, uh, profits from Papa's Pilar rum to charity. The number 24 represents the number uh, the 24th Solera taste profile wow. in their artisanal blend. Oh, it's a 24th different uh, profile. Fascinating. Well, it is really good. I, it, it, I, I noticed that... Like, I haven't even tried mine yet, but this smells like maple syrup. This is really good, actually. I noticed that the description stopped short, though, of telling us how we do actually deal with a drunken sailor. No, it doesn't say anything about how to deal with a drunken sailor. Um, so, but it it might as well oh. say maple. <laughs> yeah. Maple, spicy maple syrup. Oh, my yeah, gosh. yeah. This is uh, uh, you could really pour this over pancakes. Or what does this cost? You know uh, that is about a thirty-four dollar bottle of uh, of rum. Well, that is wonderful, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, it, it really is. Now we, I know we enjoyed the, the first Papa's Pilar we had. This one is a darker. It's uh, got some heat on the finish, doesn't it? The heat on the finish doesn't hit you in a no in a uh, harsh way, but it man it creeps up and just gives you this warm. Uh, rum hug from well, sometimes behind, the burn like, is a little too familiar. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. the burn is just indicative of it's just too young, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so this is actually really well balanced with the burn. I don't mind it a whole lot. It's actually, mm. I think it tastes expensive. You know what I mean when uh, I say that? Cane, like, if I like that raw cane sugar kind mm-hmm. of. If you tasted this though, and I told you, yeah, it's a hundred dollar bottle of rum. You, I don't think you'd be, be there's surprised. A, there's so a I have, real beautiful, interesting uh, oak dryness yeah. on mm-hmm. it too. So what would what stick would you pair with this? Steak. Stick. Oh, stick. I got you. Cigar. Well, I would I would probably put a Hemingway with it. 
I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a silly one. Hemingway it. short story. <laughs> yeah, why not? Right? <laughs> so a Hemingway Are short you? story would be a, a lighter stick. That's a. That's a. Um, well, you could do that, and and the rum wouldn't overpower. A nice it. mild to medium, but I think the the flavor profile of the stick itself, plus this right here, I think those flavor profiles would work together yeah. rather than one covering the other up. So I think it would be one of those nice. I'd love to try rums. the uh, Aladino uh, Lancero Maduro with one of these. Yeah, I bet that'd be pretty good. Yeah. So the the thing wow, about a good. rum like this, especially, is almost any stick. We'll right. do well with we'll it. We'll do well with this. <laughs> no, that's true, because rum is really one of the easiest spirits to pair uh, with a cigar. I would yeah. say, however, I would be a little bit cautious about sticks that are a little too peppery, because with the heat that this gives oh, you in the back, it can make it more. It could, yeah, it could exacerbate yeah. the, uh, the pepper, and, and those two things could build a little bit. But overall, I don't think, are I, don't, you, I think you could almost get anything Are you getting that. any butterscotch here? I could I could be kind into talking about it. <laughs> Old man candy in your pocket kind of butterscotch, huh? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the kind where you got to actually peel the candy off of the yeah. wrapper, the, right? right. <laughs> and then it rips, so then you got to dig your fingernail into it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Th- these We're days, getting real here. But these days, I don't think kids eat candy like that anymore. Uh-uh. Like no. the kind your grandma used to give you. Does it? Do they even still make? Like, remember those um, those square. Um, uh, they were like caramel uh, oh, yeah, squares. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't even know what they're called now. They yeah. even still make. I've never seen one. I haven't seen one of those for years. I haven't this, seen them either because the creepy old grandmother candy probably doesn't right. it probably doesn't have a market anymore. I, I'm, this I'm has such so. an interesting almost banana kind of flavor in there. So too. are you going back to the hefeweizen? I'm going back to the hefeweizen because I'm super interested to see what happens. Okay, uh, you're going to get drunk. Is what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mm. I dig this. This so, is really yeah. That's what you got. Um, pour yourself a little of the hefeweizen because okay. it's an interesting thing that it does. I think it was that cup. And, and I'm gonna say this right before you take a sip. Okay. Lemonade. Lemonade, dude. It's the weirdest thing, uh, and in a good way, and in a wonderfully good way. Yeah, like the banana almost disappears, and it becomes like a very lemony. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to try a little. More of the rum, and then go to the half of ice. I do like the cap on this, though. Like they, mm-hmm. the uh, marketing guys did a great job. They moderned it up a little bit. It's good for me because I can't lose it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the cap. Yeah. Also on the camera here, this is the. All right, bottle. I'm gonna try the, and the rum. The cap is actually tethered. That happened to me, by the way, with a uh, with I was making martinis earlier uh, this week, and I set the uh, the shaker down, oh. and the mm-hmm. the. Yeah, yeah, right? Lemonade. That's pretty Lemonade. wild, huh? I set the shaker down and the top jumped off, which happens sometimes mm-hmm. from the pressure. Yeah. Only thing is, I haven't been able to find it. So I now I have a shaker <laughs> I can't use because there's no. I looked everywhere under Your the cabinet. place cabinets. is not that big. My place is small. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I should I should found it in seconds. Uh, so I had so now, I've started using my other shaker, which is bigger. Yeah. And you know what that leads to? Bigger drinks. Bigger yes, drinks. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, mm. Not not the worst thing to have. This is this is delicious and it's fun. I know this is not the way the heffy was uh, intended to be drank, <laughs> but it makes the hefe, it, it adds a level of fun to the heffy too. It really kind of does. It's when I was in college, my uh, professor, who was my wine uh, professor, name dropped Kevin Simon, great guy. His definition of um, of um, alcohol was to intoxicate and invigorate. Oh, I like so, that. There you go. I, I don't think I've heard that before. That's good. That's, that's really good. Um, Mountain Fork Brewery, uh, are you guys, uh, first of all, tell me a little about the craft brewing scene 
in Oklahoma? Because I really only know of a couple of craft what, breweries. But, it's grown a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Prairie has really put the right. state on Prairie those, Artisan Ales, yeah. And they do great work. Um, Coop has done great work, too. They're mm-hmm. kind of the Shinerbach of um, there's Oklahoma itself. Right. And then, um, you know, so there's several craft beer breweries that, that have been popping up, especially in Hochatown. We have a population of 300 people. <laughs> and but and we, half of them work at a brewery. <laughs> yeah, half of them work at a brewery, a casino. But um, we see two and a half million people every year. Seventy um, percent of those are Texans. Oh wow! And so we have, I think, three breweries, a distilleries, a couple of wineries, you know. And so the craft alcohol scene in Oklahoma is really popping up. I got to visit New Mexico earlier this year and was. Really thrilled with some of the craft breweries that I found up in the Albuquerque yeah. uh, area. Uh, was was very interesting, and I I knew of Santa Fe uh, Brewing Company was the only one I actually knew about. There's a ton of them up there. Wasn't, and they're uh, huge. Wasn't Oklahoma also uh, responsible for? Um, trying to remember the name of the group, but they had the uh, that they were the pop group and they had the beer at mm Hops. Oh, uh, oh, the Hansons. The Hansons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the mm Hops. This is one of the minutes that I'm glad I'm from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> All right. So, so and, and also through a, a course of part of my career, I've lived in Oklahoma as well. I lived in Oklahoma City, yeah. the city that wants to be Dallas more than any other city in the world is Oklahoma City. But um, I, I live there, so I can say this. Uh, we got to talk to Oklahoma about their state motto. What's the state motto? It, the, you could not have set the bar lower for a state. The state motto of Oklahoma, the one that's on the license plates, Oklahoma is okay. <laughs> uh, and I, I understand what they're getting at because we that's talked the, about this like that's the, the abbreviation <laughs> for the state. Yeah. But come on, you're you're not convincing me. I need to come there yeah. and, and visit. You know what I'm saying? But I will tell you that we produced Reba McIntyre. So I mean, there's some good stuff coming out of and there. And Blake Shelton. And Blake Shelton. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so. now Gwen Stefani. So. And then I think Tim McGraw too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I think that maybe maybe See, yeah. here um, rum was spilling out of the bottle, so well, fortunately I put my glass under it. In time. Okay, that, that's that's good. I appreciate <laughs> you you know taking one for the team. There. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's good. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you something though. It's it's really interesting because there's so much going on in Texas. That's exactly craft right. brewery mm-hmm. wise. It's really interesting to. Uh, be able to see what's happening, you know, just around the state, and uh, and you guys are, you guys are definitely representing that. That is for sure. All right, I tell you what, we're going to take a break because it's just about time for that legendary segment of the program known far and wide as drinking news. Drinking that will be coming up, up in, in the next one. Plus, we have uh, two more beers. Still, two more beers. All right, two very, last beers. Very yeah, good. Yeah. We'll uh, we will look forward to both of those beers. It's smoking the dust. I'm going to pull one out. It is smoking and toasting. It's the program that is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. It's show number 258, and we are uh, very happy to have Omar Vangar from the Mountain Fork Brewing Company in. He brought lots of beers, and lots they've of all beers. been fantastic so far. And we haven't even got to Pretty the happy with we haven't yeah. even got to the uh, the higher ABV stuff. It's no, kind of, not yet. But is, I want to compliment you guys on your bumper. 
music is a lot of funk. Oh well, yeah, it's a lot it's of great funk funky, there. Funk Especially funk. that last one, that band yeah. was badass. Yeah. yeah, you know they, uh, that band had had a guitar player. I mean, they'd still <laughs> they'd still be around today. They'd be they'd be topping the charts. You know, uh, if only. Yeah, they're having fun with me. Yeah, at your expense. That's that's how we like to do it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the program has uh, has come to a screeching halt because it's time. For drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. All right, drinking news, as we like to remind you about this time every show, drinking news is a uh, story that has appeared somewhere in the news. It's not like from The Onion or a made-up site. It at least pretends to be true on one of the uh, more mainstream uh, spots where we can find news. Uh, drinking news is occasionally stories about drinking. And almost always stories that are better enjoyed if you've been drinking. And about 70% of the time starts with the sentence, A Florida, a Florida man, man is doing court this week. A Florida man is doing court this week after being arrested on charges of indecent exposure last year. Of course. 59-year-old John Allen Pace was being held without bond at the uh, Sumter County Detention Center since his arrest for allegedly exposing himself at the Publix store okay. at Southern Trace Plaza. Now, witnesses say the man was standing outside his truck with his pants unzipped, All right. his business visible outside his pants, okay. and was enjoying a little me time in public. Uh, oh. uh, or, or in this case, in Publix. <laughs> but, uh, Publix. Plural. Right, yeah. Uh, police say the man got into his truck and drove away, making a beeline for a nearby Arby's restaurant. Well, you get hungry after. That's no, where he's got a schedule to keep. Come I mean, on. Yeah, that's where Pace, who has apparently a rather long record for indecent exposure, right. uh, was arrested by officers and taken into custody. So they expected him to be at the Arby's? It was like, <laughs> well, was like, well, I'm done Come on, the Earl, it's time to go. Now i got to get to my next appointment. Well, witnesses identified him there and said that Pace told them that he was planning to do the same thing at Arby's that he'd done at the Publix. Because of their advertising slogan. In case you're not familiar with it, Arby's current advertising plug line is, We've Got the Meats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your Florida man in action. And that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. I guess we all have to have a hobby. <laughs> hey, go with what you're good at. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, well. Know thyself. <laughs> Biblically. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you guys, uh, uh, do you have the typical sort of brewery tap room uh, set up at uh, Yeah, Mountain we have Fork. a restaurant actually, in? too. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. yeah, so we serve excellent pizza. Excellent mm. pizza, uh, the best in Oklahoma, um, and we have great burgers. We have um, lots of pasta dishes and wings and all the things that you would want to find, and twenty-one beautiful taps, like nice. some of the best beers. Yeah. And and we are family friendly as well. You know, oh, that's so very cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a, a lot of Pochatown is uh, built on 
tourism. And so we have petting zoos and that kind of stuff and a huge walk-around maze. Um, and so we do well. We have live music. We have a great merch station as well, too. And um, part of the owners own a winery. So there's lots of things. If, if your spouse can't stand beer, we have wine. You know, so. my my suggestion, by the way, if you, if you're going to go, and I, I think you should, uh, is to do the walk around maze before you do the tap room. No, 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 no. It's more fun if you do it after the tap room. Yeah, but it, is there or, anybody who couldn't get out? <laughs> Doesn't matter at that point. It's not our problem. <laughs> right, they probably go, enough. but they probably go from there to the Arby's. I don't know. He says, <laughs> he says it's out of our hands. <laughs> I got that. That's an SCP. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe, you are, I believe you are correct. So um, so you've uh, already had us taste uh, yes. a number of beers. They've all yeah. been fairly much on, on yeah, the light yeah. side. Are we stepping up with the we next We are one? stepping up. The rest were crushable, right? Like These are still, they could be crushable too. Uh, but the next one that I love gonna, a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to start with the higher ABV and go lower only because the last beer is a hazy, and so I don't want to wreck your okay. palate right away. Fair enough. So this is our flagship beer, Sneaky Snake. I love the name Sneaky of it. Sneaky Snake. This I is a, that your, yeah. uh, your, your uh, pint glass here has a whole bunch of It's got all the beers snake. on there. Yeah, yeah. all, all the beers. beers on it. The yeah. Rooster, MFB 9.0. Now, this is our flagship. MFB, <laughs> could, I, could, I could see where someone could misconstrue that. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson made the beer for us. I guess we'll let him name it. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I thought he, maybe it was Tom T. Hall. Tom and T. I Hall. just <laughs> dated myself with that reference. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sneaky Snake is, uh, uh, I'm taking it in IPA, right? No, this no. is a Belgian golden ale. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was seeing the green. I was just kind of thinking, yeah, you know, the green on the you can. Would think I was that. thinking maybe we were going ops here. No, but, uh, this is a, a Belgian golden ale. It's eight point nine percent alcohol. Um, what is interesting about that because we call it sneaky snake because it drinks like a five. It's so fruity. Yeah, it's fruity and smooth. It's and really sweet. easy to drink, um, but it definitely has that Belgian uh, malt uh, mm-hmm. uh, characteristic. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's got funk in the good yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And I have tasted this beer at an HEB in the Pearland area where they don't sell a lot of craft. And I'll have people who don't like craft purchase that beer. This has a it has yeah. a little bit of a champagne quality. Yeah, there's, got, there's a little yeah. more um, there's a little more uh, uh, carbonation in here than yeah. I would have expected from mm-hmm. the style. And yeah. it's got a bit of old world. Really, yeah, it doesn't really detract. Mm-mm. And as far as as far as the funk, I'm I'm yeah. I'm really feeling that. This is one of the times when it's appropriate to say that we we want the funk. We want the yeah. funk. Yeah. Got to have that funk. The funk is good in this. Yeah, got to have that funk. Yeah, And we make outstanding beers, and I think that's what um, I want people to know about Mountain Fork Brewing Company is that with all the choices that you have, you know, trying local doesn't always mean drink Texas local. You should support, but... Kind of get out of your bubble and then try some other be local to, brands be too. Be willing to be regional. Yeah, we only have like twelve employees working for us. <laughs> yeah, that's really you know, interesting. So yeah. How much beer do you guys produce? Uh, uh, um, we're about nine thousand barrels. Okay, and so we're trying to grow past that. So past you're that. you're yeah. still definitely a well, uh, a yeah. small brewery. Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Um, has Oklahoma embraced you in the same way that, say, uh, a St. Arnold or a Southern Star has been embraced uh, here in Texas? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And so the majority of our sales is, is of course, in is sold in Oklahoma and a uh, little logo here. Mm-hmm. Um, independent craft. Independent craft, right. Um, Texas has the same 
logo too. And so we support our state um, in every way that Texas would support their state too. So but I want to ask you a question because you're in the marketing yeah. uh, mm-hmm. area with with a, a brewery like Mountain yeah. Fork. One of the things I find so interesting, I love this as a consumer of craft beer. Yes. The fact that there's so much out there that I can just keep trying different stuff all the you time. You could try a new beer every six months. Absolutely. Probably would, would not taste the same one twice. Absolutely. So with that in mind, though, if it's your job to make sure you uh-huh. get fans uh-huh. that keep coming back, yeah. Edwin, is is that more challenging now that there's so much out there? And yeah. how, do, how do you how do you go about it? How do you how do you draw up a game plan that says, okay, I want people to be fans yes. of our beer and our We lineup. have to meet them where they are, you mm-hmm. know? And so when you walk into, for example, an H-E-B and Kroger's and you look at the cold box and you see all the choices, why would I try that? Right. Typically, people still play it safe and they'll start drinking IPAs um, from their favorite brewery. But if, the, but if I want them to try mine, sampling is where it's at. Right. Uh, promotional on, um, on a Instagram, Facebook, videos, um, Being doing, on shows like Smoking doing on show, <laughs> This is the premiere I think I've died in kind of marketing heaven here. Um, but and that's how we do it because a lot of people buy the the brand itself more than the beer, right? You sure, know? sure. So, it's it's yeah. an identification thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and so build the brand and then they will come. And, you know, so hopefully I can, while I have nine if beers brew, here, they will come. That mm-hmm. in a world where they brew beer. But um, so it's. So that's why we have nine beers is maybe they're not a fan of the light, but they like Sneaky Snake or they like the Hochewizen or Timber Creek. They're going to find a beer that they can resonate with, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. And so if you drink by the light, that's all you drink. But if you drink craft, you're going to try it all. I'm always a little amazed by guys who uh, they have one beer that they drink yeah. and that's the only beer that they drink. And they don't even want to try yeah. other beers. And there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. Like that's bizarre to me. That's like... Don't you ever want a different topping on your pizza, or wouldn't you rather have something other than pizza tonight? <laughs> yeah, like right, that, right, that's right. just that's so bizarre yeah. to me. You know, just, it, it like this is the to only the, thing I ever drink. Well, you know what? I struggle with those when I see those guys in Specs or in the beer store. Yeah, and sometimes they'll even be like a couple of them together. They'll be buying yeah. beer. I see them talking about it and grabbing the Bud Light, and and then I, then I'm at war with myself because there's this part of me that wants to go. Guys, you don't have to do that. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Think about what you're doing. Right. Come on. Let me show you something you would like better. Yeah. And I'm not trying to, you know, sell them a, a Russian Imperial Stout yeah, or yeah, a triple yeah, totally. IPA. Let me show you a, a light beer that has better flavor. But then there's the other part of me that's like, dude, you do not want to be that guy. You yeah. do not want to be that beer snob guy. Let people drink what they like. But still, that's that's the war. And it happens to me all the time, especially at the grocery store. Well, and that's when I go to bars and I'm typically walking around talking about our beer and like, no, I've already got a Bud Light or I've got this macro beer. I'm like, oh, well, please keep drinking your favorite, but I want you to try this just in case. Just try this because if you go to another bar and they don't have your favorite, then you at least know something different. Right, right. You know, and so, and, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the approach that I take. Yeah. Because um, people got to start from somewhere. It's always easier, though, yeah. when you can, like, give them the sample. Yes. Right? You it's know? so much As easier. As opposed to having to talk yes. them into buying that first sample. You know that's what I mean? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But, that's, but that makes sense, and that's why these events – it's why I'm so glad that bars and restaurants are open again. Oh, you know? so am I. Yeah. So, all right. So now here's here's a good question for you. You go to a restaurant. It's a uh-huh. decent place, place where the food is good. You look at the beer menu, and it's not 
great. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Silver Star's it, best. It's just no, it's 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 uh, you know macro brews and Carbock. Let's say. Yeah, that, Silver yeah. Star's best. Right, Silver Star's best. Right, or whatever. So, or, or, whoever they're. And right. I've been there before, where I'm looking at it and I feel sad because I'm like, you know, you're in the heart of example, Cypress, Texas. Yeah. And you don't even have your local breweries on there. You right, are right. missing out on supporting local, but also introducing to your restaurant guests something that's cool because then you can open their palates up and it's all about dollars right 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 you know but but a lot of but, times you know so how how can i as the customer uh-huh in in a way that's not just you know being a jerk at the restaurant how can i most effectively make a comment make ask for something to be told that I, I feel like I always want to say, hey, look, I'm a customer. I'm about to drop some serious money here on dinner. Yeah. Um, would you please let the person who puts your beer menu together know that customers are asking for better beer? You know, a couple things, too. Like, you can ask the bartender, but the bartender, not unless the bar manager has zero control, and they probably get told that a thousand times a day. Mm-hmm. Ask to see the manager. And then if you're passionate about, like, if that's your spot, eat all you, the restaurants. Are you being a jerk when you do no, that? No, because you're the one paying the beer, you know. Right. You're keeping them in business. And when I was a chef and I was a restaurant guy, I valued opinions. Like, I really wish you had this wine on the menu. And sometimes things are corporately driven mm-hmm. where because of menu costs, it just costs too much to add something new all the time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You know, but you can ask. You are the uh, consumer. So I think you should at least do your due diligence and ask. I don't know if I'm if I'm more disappointed when a bar has like five taps and not much choices in beer, or when yeah. you go into somewhere like. And don't get me wrong, I like Buffalo the wings of Buffalo wings. Wild Wings, yeah. but this is the best example of they have something like eighteen to twenty taps. Yeah, yeah, and, and one two good beers. Beer. Yeah, two drinkable beers. And they have yeah. Shiner and they have Sam Adams, and that's it. Like everything and, else is crap. It all goes back to corporately yeah. driven menus. Right. And yeah. you're like, seriously, you needed to have Bud Light ice on tap? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bud Light and Bud Ice weren't enough. You had to have Bud Light well, ice <laughs> on tap? I call those mullet juice. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like they're not going to grow good. themselves. So. Mullet juice. <laughs> I really love good. it. That is really good. But it, it, it 100% is. Now, I, I won't name the restaurant, but there's a restaurant I go to from time to time that is the place where I first tried Lone Pine's Yellow Rose IPA, yeah. which to this day Lake and Heather is do a one great of my job that beer. favorites. Right. Yeah. It was wonderful. And I became a fan. And I went back to this restaurant again, you know, six months, a year later, and the beer menu was horrible. And it's like, what happened? But come to find out, they had a different guy who was now responsible for putting the the menu together. And for some of them, and this is what I like to fight against the most, it's just easier to let their Anheuser-Busch rep say, look... Uh, put in Bud and Bud Light, and we got truck. you covered. You can have yeah. Hopadillo from uh, uh, from uh, uh, your from Carbon. Well, they get beer styles. Like, right. okay, do I have an IPA? Do I have a dark beer? Do I have a light beer? <laughs> right. You know, and then so if they can get but all those from one distributor, yeah, they never do, and they should because they I'm a dark, beer, a dark guy. beer. That's why I love Irish bars because you get lots of. Dark beers. I like Irish bars because where I learned one of my favorite Irish songs, which I love to sing on St. Patrick's Day. I'll do a little bit for you if you like. Yes, it please goes, do. 
We're gonna drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and fight. Drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and fight. And it goes on. I didn't get all those lyrics. Can you repeat that? That's only in Irish bars will you enjoy. How did you know my family reunion chant? I don't understand that. Hey, I bet I bet if you want to like make things a little nutty at your house, all you have to do is put on "Jump Around" by House of Pain. That is like that is like the Irish bar anthem. You take any. Irish no, I, when down. I was in the Navy, it was uh, you. I get up again and what's that one song? Oh, when I get knocked down. I get, I get up, up again. again. Yeah, yeah. Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Yeah. <laughs> or, or don't forget, I would walk 500 miles. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to go there. <laughs> Chumba. Wumba is Irish for amateurs because that's that's not. <laughs> is that what Chumba? <laughs> no, I just wondered what Chumba Wumba meant, and, and now I think we know. Uh, all right, let's try this. Uh, yeah, let's this try this our... remaining beer. This is the. Oh, this is the, the one with the interesting. This is name. the gentleman jackalope. All right, so I thought jackalope was a Texas thing. Apparently, is it an Oklahoma thing as well? Oh yes, it's a southern thing. So Has to be confused with confused with the yeah. basilope. The basilope. Okay, so here's yes. the, the basilope. <laughs> if you never saw um, uh, what. Uh, 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 Bloom County. Oh yeah, had the uh, oh, basilope. Right, Bloom County was a, yeah. was a highly underrated comic strip. Yes, highly underrated. So this hop, uh, the principal the, hop, hops matter, right? When mm-hmm. you talk about an IPA, this one is Citra. Citra is probably my favorite, even though it's widely used. It's just such a versatile hop. Now here's something about this beer. Okay, so this is a. Um, unfiltered hazy, but it's not a New England hazy, which most hazies are. This mm-hmm. is a, a West Coast style hazy, and so there's more more of a malt to hop balance, you know. So mm-hmm. if you like a really good, uh, maybe a hazy pale ale, but but it's a really just a fantastic beer. My so the profile is more like a, a a stone or a dogfish head. I was about to say, yeah. mm-hmm. very much more like that. This is seven percent too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because it's not brutal, like hop slapping mm-hmm. your face. No. And this is it's enjoyable. not bitter, resinous, like at the end of it either. Yeah, agree, agree. It's it, but it, but it definitely has some hop kick to it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It, yeah, I'm gonna bring it back to. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of all IPAs. I, I like some. I, I like them when they're done how, well. It's how we balance. I'm the IPA guy. Ian but, is very picky about them. But here's the thing. Um, if I'm going to have one, someone like Stone or um, uh, there's there's a few other breweries that, like you said, Dogfish Head, their 90-minute mm-hmm. IPA, it knocks it out of the park for me. Mm-hmm. Like those are some of the best IPAs Even I know of. Even the or, 60 yeah. or is the, highly um, underrated. The 60, yeah, or the it's fantastic. Or the two-hearted yeah. ale. Like those uh-huh. IPAs are legendary, and they're so good and so well-balanced. This right here... Um, has a little bit of that balance going on for it. It has that. It has that nice thing, but it also has a juicy thing that I wasn't yeah. expecting. Mm-hmm. It has that fruity, uh, juicy IPA thing. That the great stone fruit. It's got pineapple. It's got all those tropical all fruits those, that yeah, you get from hops. The citra hop yeah. uh, uh, sort of sta- staples. But yeah, but you're right. It doesn't. So often the uh, the IPAs that are very lean very heavily with into yeah. citra. Wind up being a little more of that juicy juice sort of vibe it's, to them. It's like hot water, and this yeah. is still very yeah. much a uh, very much a, this, a bold IPA. This doesn't have that juicy. I'm basically just drinking orange juice mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. name of beer mm-hmm. thing going on. It really has a deep beer IPA thing yeah. going on with the malt, and then it's hoppy enough to stand up. This is. 
probably among some of the better ones I've had. This yeah. is absolutely balanced. And and the the fruit in it is weirding me out a little bit. Because yeah. I just don't expect it in something that's this yeah. this malty. That's malty, yeah. Well, well see, you really are a malt guy. Yeah. If, if we had to, like... Uh, you know, line up and talk about our favorites. I'm the hops guy. You're the malt, malt guy. guy. Yeah, okay. And and so when something comes through with a maltiness like this, uh, it's always going to do really well with you. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll actually enjoy, although it's not what I always want, but I will actually enjoy those almost pine coney IPAs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is not what this is. Uh, there are very few of those that I enjoy. Yeah. The when I'm in the mood, bastard. When I'm in the mood for Ooh, it, I'll go no. this. <laughs> is, is one of them that, you know, you know, that's yeah. like you said mm -hmm. earlier, you know what you're getting into on yeah. that, and you go, here it is. And, uh, but, uh, but that being said, this, this was really, really good, really but interesting. It's, it's really, really Thank terrific. Yeah. Really, very much. seriously, all of the beers have been very, very good. Yeah. Uh, and I love how they're, it, it's really kind of just like this, the, phrase that comes to my mind is this this gentle assortment of styles yeah. mm -hmm. all of these beers are very drinkable yes all of them are even even the ones that are a little higher in abv yeah i could crush they're that, all you know? mf yeah. beer yeah they are. <laughs> they are they're all an mf beer that's right uh, yeah, which makes me think of MF from an Doom. MF brewery, uh, and, and makes me <laughs> that think was of, just getting fun to say, and makes me think of M <laughs> MF Doom, which is uh, oh, also yeah. fun, to, uh, uh, fun to talk about. So, all doesn't right. even show up to his own concert sometimes. Uh, I know. Well, <laughs> why bother? Uh, all right, I am going to uh, uh, put us on a break here, and we will be back to close out the show. But, uh, but. Thumbs up to this entire entire well, thank lineup. Thank you guys very much. Um, uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you a little bit about things that uh, that you might have in the tap room only. Like, what are the okay. interesting beers that we could uh, yeah, yeah. that we could sample if we were up in your tap room right Got now? It. So, uh, and uh, we'll also be back to wrap up the program and uh, and to tell you a little bit about what's coming up next week on Smoking and Toasting. Smoking and Toasting. Smoking and toasting. We are the program that is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And welcome to show number uh, 258. Amazing, isn't it? Where we ask the question, why must I be like that? Yeah. Why must I chase the cat? <laughs> is that what we asked? I thought we asked if we were halfway to 300. No, we were halfway to 300. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. the math. 258. Yeah, 258. That's halfway to 300. Wow. And, and as we are. Uh, fond of saying just because we know it really pisses one person off, uh, no one has stepped in and tried to stop so us. So I want to warn you, um, we did not have a 200th uh, episode extravaganza, mm -hmm. but we did have a 100th uh, episode extravaganza, which was both extravagant and ridiculous. And um, it was a bit of a And ganza. we basically invited everyone who's been on the show before. Did you go to Arby's? <laughs> no, they <laughs> technically haven't. No, but I'm thinking we can rent one out. <laughs> but uh, uh, so when 300 comes up, right, uh, you're on the list, buddy. I want to come. So uh, we'll invite you back. We'll have it someplace where everybody can bring. You know, uh, at the 100th show, everybody bought bottles and 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 cans yeah, and sticks cigars, and, and and we were outside. And we had. Uh, we had a, a wonderful time, but the show was four hours long. <laughs> and it by just the kept end, going. And how the much end, of it was coherent? Uh, we didn't I, I was going to say, by the end, I'm not sure if anyone was uh, was still able to understand. Someone us, is but. like on the microphone. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it was almost like that, except in our case, it was uh, uh, it was your your buddy Mark and yeah. uh, and our, our good friend from uh, 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 from Jeremiah uh, Jeremiah from B. Yeah, Mark Butchers. Nichols and oh, Jeremiah. Mark Nichols. You know Mark. I, I, I saw him just yeah. the other night. Yeah, it was it was Mark Nichols and uh, uh, the. Uh, Head beverage guy at uh, B&B Butchers, Jeremiah yeah. uh, Butler, uh, doing a long dissertation about uh, how to clean the beverage lines and the beer lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mark which, and I go Mark, way back. Mark which I'm Nichols sure was was right there at the top of the list. Of sitting what in listeners sitting to hear in your about. seat at one point, Mark yeah. Nichols was sitting there, and um, and uh, as we were going through our cigar speak that we generally yeah. do, he he, I got, think he bored, got a little bored, yeah, and he decided to just shotgun a beer. <laughs> Without telling anybody, he just did it. it I want to hire him as my like personal Yeti or Bigfoot. Yeah, totally. You know? He could do appearances because he's for the you. oversized garden gnome. Because his mm-hmm. beard is just so. Oh yeah, he can do appearances for you. He, yeah, he's the one from the uh, from the logo. Well, uh, be great. well, we took a photo of uh, him climbing on a mountain and then just put him right. on a koozie. Put it on the beer. I love it. Um, what, what do you mean Bigfoot? That's Mark. So, <laughs> quality draft. So if I come to your uh, if I come to your tap room yeah. in uh, Broken Bow, uh, what other kinds of things will I find on tap uh, outside of the ones okay, the so we have a, ones we've tried today? Our newest beer coming out soon in honor of Veterans Day is um, is a Highway 259. Is that's the highway oh, that nice. comes into Texas mm-hmm. into Oklahoma. And so a portion of those proceeds are going to a veterans charity in Oklahoma. Uh, we may launch it in Texas if we can. Um, and I'm pretty fond of uh, Camp Hope. You know, and, so and what style of beer is this? This is going to be just a straight-up pale ale. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah nice. so a really, really easy drinking IPA. Um, we do have a lot of our beers that are on – we have a few beers that are on – Nitro MFB 9.0, as well as the Crumpet, which is an old English ale on, I think that's going to be on Crumpet, Nitro as well. Yeah. Um, and then we have, it's called Fruit of the Light, is it, and, and that's a fruit fruit added um, IPA as well, too. So there's other beers I don't know because mm-hmm. they brew them and put them up so fast and they right, take them back right. down again. Doing small you know? batches yeah, and yeah, popping yeah. them up there. Yeah. That's what can be so fun. Is though, there, is there mountain biking in Mountain Fork? I'm sure there is. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it could be a road trip for you, well, my I'm friend. I'm just saying. It really is a great place if you have kids, if you don't have kids. It's a great, like, if you go up there on a Thursday, come home on a Sunday, it, it's a great time. And you mentioned there's a casino. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and if you name drop Omar in that small town yeah. or the brewery itself, um, I'm probably the the only Irish Pakistani in that entire population. Oh, so everybody knows who you are. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm sure they do. So if I go Omar, you know about Yatal Irish Pakistani yeah, yeah. guy, they're gonna know. Kind of husky, you know. So. <laughs> uh, so, it's, so it's like Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Yeah, Generous sort of. Build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Generous <laughs> build. I really like that double extra awesome. You know, instead of the luxury large. Double extra awesome. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Omar, thank you thank so you. much for coming in for bringing these uh, delicious beers, and we love what you're doing, and and I ho- I really hope that, you know, and I'll just say this: I'm a Texan, but sometimes here in the Lone Star State, we can be a little snooty about embracing things yes. from other states, but I hope that people will. Look past that and try you guys' beer because these are all very good. Well, I'm, I'm starting to believe that yeah. you're the reason that you know God made Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, I will tell you. <laughs> people say, why, "Why should we buy beer from Oklahoma instead of Houston?" Like because we're not from Dallas, and that usually sells it. You know, <laughs> so, it's a wonderful <laughs> thought. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my uh, business partner always uh, likes to say that uh, he you know went to Dallas to. Uh, Ran a business there for uh, three or four years, and it took him that long before he realized that he was 
was free to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and he returned to uh, to Houston. But yeah, every state it has that. It was all a dream. Yeah. Every state has that, though. That's that's, that's right. L.A., San Francisco. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, probably uh, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, I would yeah, guess, I'm, I'm sure. have that. And yeah. then there's, of course, New York, Boston, because New York doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't have... It had, it had to go out of state to find a, a city to pick on because... The, the yeah, no one, no one can not, hate on Albany. Yeah, right, right. You don't, you don't go, uh, you don't go NYC Those Albany. Albany, no, guys. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, but a lot of states have that. You know, uh, uh, Miami, Tampa. There That's you go. exactly right. So, so. anyway, uh, thank you so much, though. Absolutely, these, my these pleasure. These beers are delicious. Thank you. I think my favorite was the gentleman jackalope, but the Love one, that, the one that surprised me the most uh-huh. was the. Um, uh, the sneaky snake. Yes, the sneaky, sneaky snake. snake. It's uh, everybody. Sneaky snake's my favorite. Good. Thank you guys yeah, very, very much. Uh, but, Appreciate uh, but it. All of them are very, very good. And I just want to uh, give a nod to this light ale. It's yeah. very, nod very light, yes. good yeah, and drinkable. Thank you guys very much. So yeah. And so this and it's a wonderful one. We have had for people who two, are not into. We have had two beers that were light drinking beers of that caliber now on the show this year. Yeah. This light ale and that scout from. Um, True anomaly. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. that was that was quite good. Those quite uh, like good. those are the two most outstanding on that lighter yeah. side mm-hmm. of beer. Because I think it's difficult. Up. It's difficult to get a lot of flavor in there without it feeling like uh, like it's added like like the Bud Light Lime feels, where it feels like they've dumped that extra flavor in. To the beer. Well, the light not beer that category. Natural, uh, I don't know why they call yeah. it Bud Light Lime when it actually tastes like Lemon Pledge. Yeah, that's, well, that's what they should <laughs> but call it, it Bud Light know, Lemon Pledge. The, well, that doesn't sound as great as you know Bud Light Lime, but I will, but I will tell you this: that the light category has grown because one of the fastest growing AB beers is the Ultra, right? And right, so, right. So the Millennial and Gen Zers are much Absolutely. more health conscious. We're talking about three percent, and, yeah. and even, even untitled beers. art, the yeah. very artsy, you know, yeah. crazy. All their beers are always like these crazy uh, things. They actually put out a, uh, you know, what they're hoping, I guess, is a Michelob Ultra killer. We had That's that exactly on, right. yeah. uh, but yours is better, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you very much. Uh, Certainly. So, uh, but uh, I think though it, it's interesting to see that people are doing that. And by the way, just just a sidebar. But remember when Bud Light. Seltzer came out, and we talked about how stupid it was that they called it Bud Light Seltzer. Are they changing it now? No, but they are running a campaign about how confusing it is to people because people see the Bud Light Seltzer can and they think it's Bud Light. I'm not kidding. There's actually a series of ads running where they go, one of the difficulties of getting people to try new Bud Light Seltzer is that people see the can and think it's Bud Light. I'm like, duh. (laughs) You're just now figuring that out, but that's actually—they've actually put an advertising. What that? You know what that actually reads? (coughs) People have picked up the Bud Light seltzer and went, "This ain't my normal Bud Light." Right, right. (laughs) I'm gonna call them and complain. That's exactly right. What What did you call it? Mullet juice. Mullet Mullet juice. juice. (laughs) That is absolutely brilliant. So, absolutely brilliant. I'm stealing that. You can have it. (laughs) That's brilliant. And and then I'm gonna take the instead of husky. Generous built. <laughs> Generous build. Like generously it. built gentleman. That's yeah, right. He's generously built. Well, uh, thank you uh, again, thank you Omar, for much, being on the show, for bringing the beers, and uh, and good luck to you guys. Thank uh, you. How long has has uh, Mountain Fork been available in, in Texas? Uh, a little less than a year now. <laughs> okay, so it's still, it's still still kind of in its still infancy. It's still new, so please uh, support us. We have uh, Timber Creek is the current special that we have now. 
uh, you can go actually up to most HEBs and Kroger's and see a display with only Timber Creek is on special, and then scan the QR code, and then you can see Bigfoot doing Bigfooty things. It's a live cam to Bigfoot doing things. Oh, so oh, went on Tinder, sounds, eating a sounds snack. Like, sounds like TikTok. A lot like TikTok without the twerking. I don't know. It might twerk. I don't know. So I don't, so I don't we'll think I need to see out. Bigfoot twerk. You? <laughs> I, I'm, I, you know, I don't go on Instagram or Facebook, those things. Facebook sometimes, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, TikTok. That was folks, thank thing. you for being a thank part of the uh, program. And Omar, thank you for being here. Cheers. And uh, we can give a hearty thumbs up to all of these beers. They were That's all delicious. And, uh, and so thank you again for bringing them. Uh, Ian. Next week, an old friend returns to the show. Our buddy Joe Breda with Old Humble Distilling. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he so is fun. awesome. He's going to be on the show. And then Tom Painter with No Label will be here uh, the week after that. And then the week after that is Thanksgiving, so we'll be off. Uh, but uh, but enjoy enjoy a, a lovely beer or cocktail as you do your uh, family Thanksgiving thing on, oh, the, yeah. on that Thursday. So, uh, so, yeah, Joe Breda next week. We'll be looking forward to that. I understand they've got something new. At old I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, so very excited. Oh, I need so. to go by and see how his new place is doing. Mm. Yes, absolutely. You ever drive through Humble? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's right off 1960. He's actually closer to a Tosca Cedar now. He moved mm. down the road just well, a little bit. So right, have right. you ever had yeah. Widmeyer? At, <clears throat> oh, yeah. At, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris is my neighbor, matter of fact. Man. Oh, no kidding. You tell yeah. him next time you talk to him that I still, <laughs> that single barrel, mm-hmm. uh, the blue label one, yeah. uh, one of my favorite whiskeys. And the great ever. thing about living... Next to him is I was really sick and he dropped off a free bottle oh, and nice. a bunch of hand sanitizer too. So. <laughs> Love that. Well, that's really good. I would be. Uh, we need to get him back on the show. See what he's got going on. Yeah. Yes, yes, we absolutely do. We had Garrison Brothers on recently. Oh, it's yeah. time. Oh, Charlie Garrison, Garrison was so fun. It, I need to follow up with him and uh, Angel uh, go out and visit uh-huh. him. Yeah. It's time now to uh, to get those guys back on and we need to do Balcones again because it's been too long since it Balcones. Has been. We we haven't had them on since before they released their rum. Oh. So we need to talk about that, too. I have some of their rum. How is it? I haven't tasted it. Good rum. All right. I'll look forward to that. Cheers. Well, well thanks again, uh, guys. We're going to say uh, so long until next week. Cheers, Thank guys. you Thank for you. being a part of Smoking and Toasting. And uh, well, cheers, as we guys. like to say, cheers, cheers y'all. Y'all. Yeah.